to Canucks After Dark. Here are your hosts, Parker Hallowell and Clay Emo. Good evening, Vancouver, and welcome back to Canucks Before Dark tonight. Uh, it is 7.30 here. Uh, we're, we're taking it on a little bit early today, but uh, of course, we're coming to you live here uh, across the world, whether you're in Australia, Taiwan, uh, a couple of reviews we're going to get to later from those places, uh, and of course, joined as always, <coughs> excuse me, as always by... Canuck Clay, who is about to have a birthday in about four and a half hours. So happy early birthday. Well, thank you, my good friend Parker. Yes, I am turning 47 years old. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to uh, to get to another year. And yes, I'm not double your age anymore, but I guess that ended when you had your birthday a couple, uh, a few weeks ago. But I, I we heard you cough and I know because you're rushing around a little bit. Why don't you tell the viewers why we are streaming a little earlier today why it's canucks before dark yeah so i ha i have a hockey game of my own tonight a 9 30 uh so we had a couple options it was either we do it on sunday or tuesday or earlier today and uh, of course clay with the father's day sunday birthday tuesday those don't really work for him so trying it out <laughs> a little bit early tonight uh so everyone who was able to make it thank you guys for joining as always and of course if you miss any part of the show you have to leave earlier or anything like that it's all up in podcast form uh, and kind of a slow week for the Canucks this week. Uh, not a lot of not a lot of news really breaking. So we might need your help in the chat uh, yeah. with some topics later on uh, if we get to that. But we're still going to go the full hour as always. Uh, first day of summer today. It is a hot one and uh, I am already sweating. So it's going to be a good show. Yeah, and I, as I continue to wipe my eyes, uh, no, I'm not getting emotional that Parker has to leave uh, for his hockey game, and I know he'll be fine. I think I think as soon as I turn my ring lights on, like it just happened to me last night too, I start to get like uh, my eyes start to water and stuff. Maybe <laughs> I just got to get my eyes checked out or something. I yeah, still look good, but you know, I'll, I'll make it work. <laughs> yeah, the the bright lights in the dark room. Um, yeah. so we've got a, we got a, we hopefully will have a good show for you tonight. Uh, we've got, uh, quite a few things to talk about, uh, even if they're not, you know, sort of front of mind right now for the Canucks, things like the expansion draft, which is only about a month away. So, you know, get that circled on your calendars because the Canucks are going to lose somebody. So we're going to talk about who yeah. we think, uh, might be on the chopping block here. Um, and let's be real. The Canucks are in pretty good position going into this expansion draft with the names they do have. Uh, we'll be talking about what the Canucks need to do in the offseason because the fact that they don't have a lot of pieces to lose in the expansion draft, kind of a good thing, kind of an indictment. Uh, so we'll yeah. talk about, you know, what holes they have to fill. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about some AHL uh, stuff that came out earlier in the week, uh, of course. Um, and if we have time, some playoffs and whatever you guys want to talk about later on as well. Absolutely. And uh, Parker, just uh, just thinking about your hockey game, how are you feeling, by the way? Like, are you going to perform like the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight, or are you going to perform like the New York Islanders? I There's no way of telling. My legs are going to be a mystery. Uh, going into, you know, haven't skated in nine months or so, and neither yeah, has yeah. the other team, which is kind of a blessing for us, so uh, it, it's going to be fun. What do you do to stay in shape? What have you been doing for the past pandemic uh, year and a half? Some gym, but a lot less than normal. Uh, yeah. Lots of golf to try to just get a little bit of cardio back, just walking a lot. But nice. other than nice. that, I am not where I should be. Uh, okay. So it's uh, it'll be a battle. 
Well, if you wanted to shoot me, I'm a good friend. Shoot me a text after the game. Make sure you tell, uh, you know, you're still alive and everything. Yeah, I I'll, <laughs> will hope that I'll uh, that I make okay. it. <laughs> All right. Um, let's take a look here. Uh, first thing I want to do, uh, leading off the show, uh, we got a couple of uh, more reviews on the Apple Podcast platform. So if you haven't already, go leave a five star review for us. We'll read it out on air. I'll read one of them right now. First one is from Jwu eight two nine in Taiwan. Uh, saying, avid listener from Taiwan, keep up the great work, boys. Thanks for all the awesome episodes. Flexing emoji. Uh, thank you wow. very much for the review. Uh, obviously, it's and it was it was a couple weeks ago. Just never got approved until now. Uh, but really cool mm. to sort of see the the far reach that we're starting to have, uh, which is super cool. So thank you for that. Um, and let's jump in to our first topic, which you put on the list at the top here. Let's talk yeah. about it. Let's talk a bit about the expansion draft. Um, obviously, like I said, the Canucks are in a pretty good, uh, pretty reasonable position going in uh, to the expansion draft. Um, cap space wise, not so much, but personnel wise, <laughs> uh, they're probably in a pretty good spot. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we'll give a very, very quick primer for those of you that are that are in the chat. Basically, every team has a chance to uh, protect other eleven guys, seven forwards, three sca- uh, three defensemen, one goalie, or you protect only nine guys but it can be any combination of eight skaters and one goalie. And people will do that. If you have more than three good defensemen that you want to protect, then you you opt for the latter. So you can protect four or five D-men as opposed to only three. But I think, Parker, I think the general consensus is that the Canucks are going to go with the former, the 7-3-1. Is that fair to say? I think that's probably pretty fair, right? Um, yeah. The only time you would do the eight forwards uh, or eight players and a goalie instead of the seven forwards, three D and a goalie is if you really have a fourth defenseman that is more valuable mm-hmm. than like your fifth best forward, basically, is what it has to be. Um, which for some teams, you know, a top four D is more important than you know, maybe their second line winger, uh, especially if maybe they're on a bad contract or something like that. But yeah, for the Canucks, it makes the most sense, protect the most players. And then, you know, the Canucks don't really have 4D worth protecting, um, <laughs> to be to be honest. Uh, so yeah. I, I don't think they're going to be in too much trouble there. Yeah, they don't have to protect Quinn Hughes nor Jack Rathbone because of how inexperienced they are. So that does put the Canucks in a really good position on defense. And for People saying, well, what does it mean to leverage your draft position or your expansion draft position? It means that they can go after a team like a Nashville or Carolina or Winnipeg or any team that may have expansion issues. And they can say, hey, we will take this player off your hands so you don't lose them to Seattle for free. And maybe you get a draft pick or a prospect from us out of it. Now, it's got to make sense for both sides, but that's kind of what people, I think that's what people are talking about when they're talking about leveraging their, their strong position, given that we don't have a lot of strong guys that we need to protect. When Once you get to the bottom end of the forwards and D, it thins out pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can sort of look down the list and it's like, it's like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to protect Besser. You're going to protect Horvat. Yeah. You're going to protect Miller. Um, you know, the, the clear, obvious, uh, you know, the clear, obvious ones. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you know, you know, you get down the list and you're like, oh no, they, you know, you're looking at, uh Gadjevich, Highmore, right. Lind, McEwen, right? And even yes. then you'll probably get to protect one of those guys um if um if there's one you really want to hold on to. But at that point, it's like, okay, well you can go out and there might be a team, you know, with their eighth best forward. Um yep. and they can't protect them and they're gonna lose this guy for nothing. And you're going to say, well, we we'll make a deal with you. We'll get him, you know, off out of the bargain bin, so to speak. And we're only gonna well now we're gonna lose again, one of these guys to the expansion draft, which is, you know, so inconsequential in the grand scheme of things, right? Like you're talking about, yeah. 
you know, you're talking about a guy who you should be able to replace in um, in unrestricted free agency for cheap um, if everything goes to plan. So speaking of which, if we agree that Demko is going to be the goalie that we yep. protect instead of Holtby, if we agree that it's going to be Myers, Schmidt, and Yulevi on the back end, and then you expose Bowie because you don't have to protect Hughes and Rathbone and Edler and Havnikar are free agents. So I'm going to ask you, Parker, if we agree also that the top six forwards are locks, the big four of Pedersen, Besser, Horvat, Miller, then Tanner Pearson, we've heard unwritten into his contract, unwritten, but basically agreed on yeah. that we'll protect him. And let's say we want Tyler Mott because we love what he brings to our bottom six. Of those four guys that you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned them already, between Highmore, one year left, traded him for Gaudet, and Lind and Gadjevich, the 2017 draft picks, and I think the 2017, and then uh, Zach McEwen. Of those four, if it's one of those four, who do you protect and who do you think we lose if it's not one of the forwards, though? I don't... Again, I mean, I, I McEwen really wasn't that great this year. Um, yeah. And if it was a year ago, I would have probably said McEwen or Lind. And both of them have kind of shown that they're probably fairly expendable uh, at this point. Mm -hmm. And I mean, look, I mean, I'd rather give up on McEwen than Lind at this point. Um, Just, you know, he's two years older. Um, We and less of a ceiling, right? Like McEwen can probably slot in on your your fourth line at any time. Right. But that's also a very replaceable position to fill. Cole Lind, there's like a very small chance he gets everything together and maybe can be a second third liner most likely he's just gonna you know that he maybe just doesn't make the nhl ends up in the ahl uh, and just sort of a tweener and at that point well it's like okay well you can get a million guys to fill in that McEwen spot anyways <laughs> um you know whether it's a tyler Grayovac who they seem to be pretty infatuated with right now um mm-hmm. or you know there's countless others um that that you can basically pick up for nothing Right, right, right. Okay, so it sounds like you like the Canucks to protect Lind over McEwen, which I agree with. When you throw Matthew Highmore in the mix, does the the fact that we traded him for Adam Gaudet, does that have any bearing for you? It doesn't for me, but it might for management. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know if they are still you know high on him. Uh, if they're still sort of looking at it and like, well, we, we have him at this tier, right? Um, yeah. But like for me, again, it's such a replaceable player right like if you yeah. uh i I'm, I'm not worried about losing you know a 25 year old winger who hasn't landed in the nhl yet so yeah. again very replaceable uh player uh and just because you traded a player who had a little bit of pedigree to him even though he might not you know pan out very well either uh, i don't think that should influence your decision right you've already paid it it's sunken cost it's over mm-hmm. focus on what you have now and in my opinion, I still think Cole Lind is your best bet out of that group to maybe have a future, albeit quite a slim chance. Yeah, you make a really good point, actually, about we know what Highmore is, but we don't know fully what Cole Lind is. And whether you say, well, yeah, um, I'm over the fact that we traded him for Godet, you could say, yes, Cole Lind is one of the guys that we drafted. It'd be nice to see him succeed. I, I have a lot of time for your argument. I really do. I do think... I do think that because of what you hinted at, the Jim Benning might say, oh, it looked pretty bad if we lost Matthew Heimer for nothing. That's, of course, if Seattle takes him. So that might be enough to make them, you know, sway them to protect him with their number seven. But you're, I think the point is that we've, we've both made abundantly clear, you're not losing a high-quality player with the seventh, you know, with the seventh uh, protected pick and then the, the, the resulting exposed picks, unlike other teams that aren't able to protect 
all their their great forwards. Yeah, it's a uh, fascinating. And you're right; it's only a month away. It's going to sneak up on us pretty quick. Yeah. Actually, the Canucks aren't going to get to full lead again, right? They're not going <laughs> to they're not going to lose Matthew Highmore in the expansion draft, and he's going to go to Seattle and score you know 30 goals next year. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so like, it's, it's such a, it's such a non-issue that, you know, it like, again, I would so much rather the Canucks go and try to get someone worth protecting with that pick. Right. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. even if it costs you Cole Lind, because again, while I'm saying Cole Lind is probably your best bet of the bunch, I'm not saying he's a great one. I'm just saying he's at least got <laughs> maybe a 10% chance instead of these other guys who are in the sort of single digits, um, so right. to speak. Yeah, it'd be fascinating. And uh, yeah, we don't have the luxury or maybe the non-luxury of having to worry about losing a quality player. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know, Parker, if I'd be that confident if, if someone told me that, hey, Jim Benning is the one that's going to make all these decisions. But I've heard assistant GM Chris Gear speak on a number of occasions, and I, I think he's very bright. And not that Benning's not bright, but I think the more bright minds you have in the room, the better. And maybe maybe it's someone else driving that bus, but at least having been giving Benning pause to to, to explore those kind of things for sure. Yeah. It's again, uh, I, I agree with that, you know, Chris gear, yeah. at least the, the personability, like the speaking, <laughs> uh, I guess <laughs> the ability to public speak, uh, much more reassuring, right. To have a guy like that in the sure. room, especially now that we've seen him and he's a little more front facing, uh, in the last yeah. couple of weeks, at least. So, um, I'm not too scared. Uh, I think it's, I think this one's hard to mess up. At the end of the day, right? Yeah. Like I, I think the Canucks have been put in a position yeah. where it's not like you're choosing between two really good players. You're not in the position Florida was in a few years ago with Vegas, where it's like trying to save, you're trying to make side deals to save certain players. And these players that you yeah. give up end up being, you know, Marcia So and Smith and and are, you know, two top end players in the league. Uh, you know, we're talking about, you know, Zach McHugh and Matthew Highmore, Cole Lind, right? We're we're not talking about you know, Tyler Toffoli, William Carlson, things like that. Right. Very good. Okay. So we've talked about who the Canucks will protect. Having said that, then who do you think the Canucks are going to lose depending on obviously who they protect? So let's say, let's say we don't know who's going to be, you know, protected with that seven spot. Let's say, you know, sure. Highmore's available, Lind, McEwen, Gadjewich, okay. you know, all four of them, even, you know, I don't think Madison Bowie's much of a threat to get taken. Um, <laughs> so let's say, you know, Highmore, I don't, I think I think they would go with a Cole Lind, right? Yeah, you have him as an RFA forever. Um, again, it's you know they could take a Zach McEwen, but there's a million Zach McEwens out there, right? Like they can just go yes. find uh, someone else to fill that gap. Um, Gadjevich has a bit of you know scoring potential. We saw in the in the AHL, um, so he might you know have a have a shot there. Um, you know being. Like he could be someone who, you know, on a, on an expansion team where everyone's basically a third liner, um, you know, <laughs> he could basically get a get a chance to, you know, maybe a little bit of power play time, just standing in front of the net, things like that. He could slot in there. Um, and then, you know, I think I think it's between Lyndon Gadjevich and it's, it really comes down to not their not what they've shown, but what they could show. And I think yeah. Cole Lind is is probably the the safest choice for Seattle to take. Um, pretty easy to sell. Uh, guy who should have been a first round pick in theory, who fell to the second round, and we got him for nothing. Uh, and you know, if you're Seattle, you're taking a bunch of guys who are you know late twenties, early thirties, probably in the expansion draft. 
Um, it'll be nice to have, you know, a 22, 23 year old, right? You got to build up, you, you're building up a prospect system from, from scratch, right? You haven't had yeah. four past seasons of draft picks like all these other teams have. Uh, you're starting basically with a bunch of, you know, third liners uh, and one year of draft picks that are, you know, two, three years away from making a difference. So if they right. can get someone like Cole Lind, who's a few years into that development cycle, that could help. Absolutely. Uh, no, I agree with your Cole Lind assessment. And you got to remember, too, the if the Seattle Kraken are picking from every team except the Vegas Golden Knights, they'll have 30 players at the end of that expansion draft. But of course, your active roster is only 23 players. So already, and that's presuming all 30 make the team, seven of them are going to have to be at least start in the minor leagues, wherever their, their farm team is. And you, they might even let a few go. They'll take some walk-ons, sign some college players. So it'll be interesting to see how Seattle builds their roster. But I think you and I both agree they're not going to build as quickly and as, as, uh, as well as Vegas did. I think GMs, as we've talked about before, have learned their lesson. So we'll see what happens in about a month's time. It'll be exciting. At least uh, our rival, from a geographic perspective, We'll have some players that we can actually talk about. Yeah, no, that'll be that'll be a super fun time, uh, and it'll yes. be it'll be interesting to look around the league. You know, and that sort of, I think, like four days before we'll get the the protected list or something like that. Yeah. Um. So that yeah. that'll be fun, right? Because then you can really start speculating with actual. Because like everyone's been speculating for the last year, right? <laughs> but over that year, it's the whole protected lists are way different from a year ago. Uh. So that'll yep. be. You know, you, a year ago, we could have had this conversation be like, oh, yeah, Tyler Toffoli's on the Canucks protected list. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's now that we're actually in this sort of final stretch. We're going to have, you know, the solid lists available, hopefully publicly. And we can go through each team and be like, oh, yeah, they're going to take this guy and this guy and this guy. And then you can start to piece together what this team might look like and what they might actually do next exactly. year yes. in the Canucks division. Yeah. Well, there's a video idea for you if you want to put together Seattle's. uh Projected roster. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be something I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. For sure, yeah. Definitely definitely interested. And uh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, a little drive down to Seattle next year and and check out uh, check out the new arena down there. Oh, that would be fun. That would be a lot of fun for sure. Absolutely. All right, I think we've, uh, we did a good job with that expansion draft topic. Uh, what else is next? What's next? Well, I do want to touch on uh, this this hockey game that's on right now. It's eight nothing. Um, shout out to uh, shout out to Luke Shen uh, <laughs> for scoring a goal down there oh. uh, to make it eight nothing. Um, but yeah, man, what a disaster that is for the Islanders tonight. Uh, let's move on. Um, so you you put in here uh, potential yeah. Sadine's announcement uh, maybe on yeah, the so, on the timeline. So we haven't heard anything. Aside from maybe it was, was it Parker two or three weeks ago now where there seemed to be a lot of buzz? Yeah. And a lot of momentum and their agent sh uh, showing up on Donnie and Dolly and people talking about it. Uh, they're going to be very heavily involved in the Abbotsford franchise. Are they going to be doing this? And then it kind of died down a little bit. And then we, the biggest news was what we broke down last week is the connection, new coaches, the eight changes they made or whatever. So apparently this announcement is still in the, I actually thought they were going to do it on June 15th which is the 10th anniversary of Game 7. I thought they were going to try and deflect, but no, that day came and went, like many days since then. So I guess we're still waiting. And I, I get, what I want to throw out to you and, and to the people in the chat is, ultimately, what do you think their role is going to be? Is it some new title or is it going to be taking over something? Or I don't know. Yeah, but, I, uh, I, I think they'll do fine, whatever they do. It's just a matter of, and last day, I was just going to say, and I think that's why it's taking some time because they are so thorough, they are so intentional, they're so deliberate that they probably want all the ducks in a row rather than flying 
flying blind, which I think Trevor Linden had to do a little bit, but mm-hmm. they've learned their lessons for sure. Yeah, I, they're gonna. I think they're basically just gonna be Swiss Army knives, or I guess Swedish <laughs> Swedish Army Swedish knives. Um, yes, of course. <laughs> so like they're gonna be, you know, because that's. I I feel like these are two guys who are good at everything they do, right? Like, yeah, whether it's dancing in a Pepsi commercial, um, or you know, <laughs> being two of the best hockey players in the league, uh, they just excel regardless of what they're doing. And uh, like at, at this point, you could you could make them do anything, right? It's like, all right, uh, hey, uh power play is going at like 12% right now. Get in there yeah. and just just go in there run a practice, right? And and let's yeah. let's try to yeah. shake something up. Let's get some new eyes on it. Or uh you know, hey, uh we got a a, a prospect in Abbotsford who's struggling. Why don't you guys go down mm. there and just work with him for the day? Um so sure. that's sort of the on ice side that they could that they could do, but you know, even from a management perspective, I, they have a I'm sure they have a ton of respect around the league whether that's, you know, making the occasional phone call or you know, I don't know if scouting anything is on the table, but like you could, I, I feel like these are two guys you could put in any role and they will do fine uh, and they'll be helpful just because they've, they've done it all before and they're very smart people. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. We know that they're, they are built, they are engineered to succeed, so to speak. And yeah, I, I think it's going to be more than just brand ambassador or whatever, um, Swedish rep. No, I'm just kidding. That sounds like a great high school student council position or something, but I think it will be something like a a consultant to this or assistant this. Yeah. I I have no clue actually. Now that, now that I'm trying to spitball all these names, obviously I have no clue what the names are. Well, I know there's a CEO. I know there's a president. Well, we don't have one. Oh, co-presidents. Yeah. Too high. Maybe, (laughs) maybe, uh, maybe they can take over for crazy P in the stands and we can just have the Sedines like one on either side of the ice with the drums and just, Having a great time. That's you leading that the Viking so clap. Better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No a disrespect crazy to Crazy Pete. Yeah, bit of a mismatch. He uh, scares uh, me every stuff. time, though. Like, because and he just pops out. Yeah, wait, because my seats were like a row in front of like the tunnel of our section, so he just comes through, just smashing the drum right like left ear. Yeah. It's like whoa. Yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, my uh, little Mike. my season ticket partner is Mike. He's the one that I split the seats with, but then. We the the pair beside us. His name is Jens. I talked about him quite a bit. He does the best crazy P impression. So well, yeah, um, <laughs> that's great. I will not do it justice, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but crazy I, P's got the lines to go back to. He right. He he had he needed a place last year because yeah, no lines. But now yes. at least he's got the lines games again. It is more of a football um, experience for <laughs> I him. So. I would say. I think so. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> we're in the Steens, uh Irfan Gafar uh, at Sportsnet mm. uh, put out a tweet yesterday. Uh, or last yesterday evening saying worst kept secret is the Canucks hiring Daniel Sedin in front office roles. Believe the team makes an official announcement at some point this week. So wow. whether that's, you know, in the next couple of days, um, it's what Monday today. Uh, so probably like, you know, Wednesday, something like that would be my guess. Um, yes. so yeah, we'll see. I mean, they could still, I mean, they, they could still play on this team right now. I bet. Right. Like these guys are still running marathons basically. And, <laughs> Uh, I was listening to Halford and Ruff and there was like, he was like, yeah, I was golfing. And like, they just, they ran past me like next to the golf course on the road. <laughs> it's like, they're just, just always active and always running. So, uh, yeah, oh, that be, is funny. I, I think, uh, I mean, yeah, I, like, think of everything you bring them in for, right? Bring them in on the first day of training camp and have them yep. just like beat people at drills and be like, yeah, you guys got to get your act together. Cause these guys who retired, you know, three, four years ago are just skating laps right. around you. Um, and yeah. I think they still could, uh, no. And then 
Yes, and we if we were signing Alex Ether, Ether's there, and then he's saying, "Why are the Sidians going way faster than I am? We play the same." Yes, yeah, I'm sure they're in phenomenal shape still. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that'll, be good. that'll be a fun, yeah. fun bit of news that hopefully comes through next uh, this week. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other than that, um, what well, I we think c- we could sneak in the app. Yeah, yeah oh, sorry, ahead. you first. No, no, I refuse. Okay, well, I was gonna say, I guess we could sneak in the Abbots for talk before we hit the halfway point if you want to lead that. Sure, yeah. So, um, we talked about this a little bit last Monday that the names were going to come out Tuesday, and they did, they came out on Tuesday morning. Um, mm. so basically, the options uh, they're still undecided on whether it's Fraser Valley or Abbotsford. Um, okay. if it's a name that starts with A. Abbotsford works a lot better. I think Fraser Valley sounds kind of cooler on a lot of them, though. Mm. Um, so they came out with, I think, 10 names, and they sent these out to the Abbotsford season ticket holders. Uh, and they were Aces. So it would be Abbotsford yep. Aces, Arrows, Avengers was on this list. Now, it's a, it's a fire name. Like, that's a sick name. But there's no way they're going to get the rights to to Avengers, right? Like, they're not buying yeah. that from Disney. Um, Aviators... Canucks, terrible. Don't like it's so boring. Um, Golden Eagles, that's literally the name of the Aquilini's blueberry company and their golf course is Golden Eagle ah. yeah, up in Pitt Meadows. Okay. So you're just it's an advertisement, so I hate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pilots, uh, call back to their junior B team on uh, Abbotsford. Okay. Uh, millionaires, something like the Fraser Valley Millionaires would be pretty cool. Uh, mm. Sockeyes, I that makes me think Seattle. Uh, and Falcons makes me think Richmond, yeah, or yeah, so or was the last one? Uh, and yeah. the Falcons, which would be something like Falcons, okay, Fraser Valley Falcons, I would assume, right? Um, right. and then Chris Faber tweeted out that he had someone tell him that it was basically down to Aviators, Canucks, and Golden Eagles. Now, it has to, if it has to be one of those three, it better be Aviators, in my opinion, because yeah, you already said you Canucks like, and Golden uh, Eagles are just lame, um, at this point. <laughs> but if if you could choose from any of those names, which one would you pick? Any of the 10, any of those names, any of them, you know, um, I did a quick zoom, uh, gathering with some of my members and, um, I, I have to go with my man, Justin. He likes the Abbotsford aces. That's my pick too. And Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know Justin was saying it just sounds sharp. He, he says, you know, you can, you can think of it in a, in a positive constructive way like aces like they're they're good like anytime you ace something or you can look at you know you call your your healthy scratches your black aces i'm not sure mm-hmm. you're, you're yeah. glorifying that but yeah and i i think of cards i think of you know um poker and blackjack and all oh, blackjack doesn't matter oh no black aces yeah, are important blackjack. Are well, you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah so there's a there's a lot of different ways and um yeah well, everyone wants you want to be an ace you want to get an a um mm-hmm. i i like that name actually and it's nice and short it's catchy i like it for all those reasons and it kind of has a bit of a, um, a, a an air name to it, right? Like Aerial Ace. Like it's sort of a, uh, you know, there's Ace Combat was a flying video game. Um, mm. Aerial Ace is a Pokemon move. Uh, okay. So there's a, it, and it does and have Rome just a, said in the chat, yeah, an Ace is a fighter pilot with at least five kills. See, I didn't know that. There you go. So yeah, it's like, it's, yeah. it's a cool name all around. And it does, it sounds really clean, right? Aviators yeah. is like, I think it's a cool name, but I don't think it's as, it's as sharp, right? Like Aces, yeah. like Abbotsford Aces. Like it's just like a clean. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just really like it. But apparently that's not one of their top three, but hopefully maybe that, you know, well, maybe, that, maybe that fan survey uh, that they sent out <laughs> to the season ticket holders, you know, a little bit of uh, focus grouping. Um, yeah. maybe aces will come through, um, as the winner there. If I was an opposing player, Parker, not that these 25 year old millionaires get intimidated by 
the name of the team that you're playing against. But I think like an ace sounds way more uh, intimidating than an aviator. What don't you? Yeah, uh, aviators are sunglasses. Um, <laughs> uh, also, like arrows, like that's like that's a chocolate bar, guys. Like that's <laughs> you can't like you can't do something that's going to give other teams the opportunity to think of it as something different, right? Yeah. So aviators, it's gonna be like, oh yeah, we're flying and cool, and they're like, oh yeah, your sunglasses, mm -hmm. and it's like it just kind of it yeah. kind of kills your whole vibe. Exactly. Arrow, you, you eat you at Halloween time. Exactly. Mm. I hear what you're saying. Uh, yet, you, and you, you t hinted at this whole Fraser Valley versus Abbotsford thing. So you like Fraser Valley. You like the name of that better? It depends. If it's, if it's, yeah. I'd prefer Abbotsford Aces over, I think, all of them. But if it were right. something like the Millionaires, then I think Fraser Valley sounds way cooler. Um, or the, mm. or the Falcons. Uh, I think, yeah. you know, Fraser Valley sounds cooler. Um, right. It really depends on on the last name you go with. They kind of have to work together. Sure. That's true. And I, you know, part of me, Parker, was going to say, well, at least Abbotsford is a city, whereas Fra or township, whereas Fraser Valley is like a geographic area. And uh, part of me was saying, well, who's going to know where Fraser Valley is? But then none of us knew where Utica was, I guess, before the connection there. And, so and no I one knows. No one other than people that live here know where Abbotsford is. Yeah. Either, right. Uh, Abbotsford yeah. is a city, by the way. Give give some respect okay. to Abbotsford. I'll <laughs> give that respect. People living there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that'll be neat. Uh, that should come out. I mean, you think about it, that team's got they've got to have a team on the ice in like three months, right? Like they yeah, like everything's got to come together in the next three months in Abbotsford, and it's a brand new team. They have no marketing. They don't have a name. They don't have a logo. They don't have <laughs> jerseys. They don't have anything yet, right? It's all you know. They're they're really on the clock here to uh, to get everything sorted out. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool. Okay. So maybe we're going to hear a lot of things. We're going to hear about a new franchise name. We're going to hear about the Sedin. So maybe, just maybe, we, we've hit the, the absolute valley. So you're no just come back next to. week, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think it's really going to start ramping up, right? We're at that point where it's third round of the playoffs, where there's only four teams in action. Um, yep. but it's still a little too early to start making moves around the NHL because there's still four teams playing. Uh, sure. And then there's a Stanley Cup final. The Stanley Cup final will start to see some action around teams that don't have anything going on, especially, you know, we are in a condensed offseason, right? It's the end of June almost that's already. Stanley Cup final is going to go, you know, into July, um, which, you know, is only a few weeks away from the NHL draft. So that's, you know, yep. we're really, we're going to, it might feel a little slow now, but we're going to get that big mm -hmm. time crunch in about two, three weeks that's just going to be very exciting. That is a great point, Parker, about the condensed offseason because everything is, yeah, it feels like a month later than usual, the Stanley Cup Finals, free agency, draft, all those things. But the season is only starting 10 or 12 days later. October 12th is what they're aiming for. So instead of October 2 or 3. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you, you're we're a month behind now, but we have to make up those three weeks to be ready on October 12th. So you're right. Um, from basically the middle of July on, it's going to be a lot going on in a little period of time it's gonna be exciting yeah for sure um well there's still a little bit more we can talk about for the canucks uh and that yeah. is you know we are going into the off season um and yep. the canucks have holes um mm. you look at their lineup and you have to start having conversations about do you move jt miller to the third line so you can actually have three decent lines but then you have like no good supporting cast on your on your <laughs> second line and these are problem. These are problems that either teams that are very deep have, or teams that have no depth have. 
because um, yeah. if you're a very deep team, then you can start, you know, spreading the wealth a little bit across your three, your top three lines. But if you have nobody, it's like, hey, we need someone that can, you know, drive a line, uh, you know, for 15 minutes a night, uh, which the Canucks don't have. Yeah, it's pretty crazy when someone says, what's the biggest off-season need for the Canucks? You could argue they need a top six winger uh, or, a, a you know, a, a third line center and, and another good D-man. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot to fix. You could you could name every you could name everything, honestly. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean, goaltending wise, like, you know, let's say they find a way to get rid of Holpe's contract. Well, then you need mm-hmm. a backup goalie, right? Yes, uh, that's true. let's say, you know, I mean the Canucks need defensemen. The could the Canucks use a second line winger? Absolutely. A third line center? Absolutely. Fourth liners yep. that make yep. less than three million dollars? Absolutely. There's so many Again, like we said, the Canucks are playing games in three and a half months, like regular season. Mm-hmm. The NHL draft is a month away. We're running out of time here. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's really not a lot of time uh, to figure out who you're exposing in the expansion draft, uh, who you're drafting in the actual yep. draft, who you're picking up in free agency, who you're going after. Are you going to trade for people? Are you, like there's. There's so many things. Uh, are you the Jim Bang's a general manager of the Vancouver Canucks? There's no president, so he also is overseeing Abbotsford right now. In theory, like mm. there, there's so many uh, operations things that needs need to get done, and uh, the Canucks need to start working pretty quick here. Yeah. Do you want Travis Hamnick back? That's question number one, and question number two related. Does it worry you that he says uh, that he's open to going to any team, not just the Western Canadian team, or is that part of regular business? I feel I feel like his agent might have given him a little bit like, hey, stop saying you're only going to Western Canada, because that's how you're sure. only going to make a million dollars again, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say you're going to go everywhere, maybe take these offers a little more seriously. Um, the, the Travis Hamnick experiment went pretty well, uh, mm-hmm. and I think... If you want to be a team that is maximizing your salary cap value, those are bets that you just sort of have to keep taking, right? You have yeah. to you have to somehow do this every year you compete, but you have to go, you have to find a guy for who who maybe had like an off year or maybe is a little cheaper than you expect him to be, sign him for one, two years at that cheap contract and hope he overperforms. Kind of like Travis Hamnick did this year, right? What do you yeah. make? One and yeah. a quarter? Uh, yep. He was better than one and a quarter. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe oh, yeah. even if he was only worth like $2 million on the ice, right? Well, that, that's a, that's a million dollars basically that you have in your pocket, you know, to help compete. Um, the problem is now, now Travis Hamanick is, you know, he's, he's one year older. He wants mm-hmm. security. I'm sure. Right. He would love to sign like a five year, six year deal at maybe, even <laughs> if it's like, even if it's like 3 million bucks a year, right. Two and a half million bucks a year, whatever it may be. Like at that point in your career, you're 30 years old. Security is huge, right? Yes. Um, so yeah. at that point, I don't think the Canucks should be the team that that gives that to him. Um, you need to you need to sort of keep going and and trying to find more um, more cheap bets that you can take and and hope you keep yeah. hitting on them. Yes. No. Uh, well, I, I like him a lot. I think he helped settle Hughes down. I think he helped settle. The entire decor down in March when he really hit his stride coming back from his rib injury. But you're right, Parker, the money and the term has to make sense for a team that doesn't have a lot of money, at least for this for this upcoming season. Yeah, yeah. lots to think about. And hey, even, do you think... Uh, I was oh, yeah. just going to say, even with the expansion draft coming up, right? You might be able to grab a, 
a D man. Yeah. You know, you might be like free agency might have some some real options here. Uh, where you can find a guy, right? Like if you're trying to fill like a five, six defenseman hole, you need a guy who can go out there and not kill you for 14 minutes a night, right? He doesn't, he doesn't have to be great. He just needs to go right. out there and be good enough that he's not going to cost you a bunch of games, right? Yep. Uh, and Hamnick did a good job of that. And that's what you want for a million bucks a year. Now go find another one. Exactly. Exactly. Well, before we get to um, a certain anniversary I want to talk about regarding the Canucks, we almost forgot to go to our, our favorite segment. So let's start it off by saying this. Almost forgetting to do our favorite segment. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, Don't do that. Uh, having a tight series, uh, you know, battling hard, uh, being the underdog, battling against the Tampa Bay Lightning to have a 2-2 series tie, uh, having yeah. excellent goaltending along the way. Uh, and then getting shut out eight nothing in game five. Don't do that. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Barzell, who many of you guys saw uh, uh, cross-checking Jan Ruda in the face at the end of the second period. Maybe don't do that. So you guys probably figured out now for the next two or three minutes. Just put them in. We're gonna read as many as we can in the chat box. This is the time where you can tell us basically what are some things where you should not do that. Fangirl starts us off saying. Islanders not scoring a goal in a playoff game, a pivotal playoff game, nonetheless. Don't do that. I agree, fangirl. Yeah, a game, score. a yes. game five in the third round of the playoffs is is tied series tied two two. It's one of the most important games ever play, right? Yeah, for these guys, like um, especially for the Islanders who haven't been there in a while, right? Like you're literally yes. this is the pivotal moment, right? You win this game, you're basically home free. You get to go home next game uh, and, and try to win the series there, and you get two shots at it. Uh, yeah. if you, let's say you lose it in overtime, it's like, oh, this sucks, but you know what? We kept it close. We can win two games in a row against this team. Yes. Losing eight, yes. nothing. Oh, oh. how yes. do you, how do you come back in two nights? Um, you know, come off the plane, go to, you know, go back to your home rink and think, oh yeah, we yep. had a good shot tonight. Yeah. Both of <laughs> both of our goalies got shredded on Monday, but yeah. we'll be fine. Uh, they need a good start, or or that that game will be over pretty quick, I think. Yeah, and then uh, and then Tampa Bay is just off and running against uh, whoever they end up with uh, in the Cup final. Absolutely, Nux fan number twenty nine. Uh, I told a story about uh, um, uh, how do I keep this? No, I'll keep it clean. But I, it was very warm, so I was playing ping pong without a shirt on, and my son took advantage and whipped a ball at me. Parker nailed me right here. So hard that there's a mark now. It's like I've, yeah, anyways, yes. <laughs> the power slam. Love it. Exactly. So, next fan number 29 says, don't, yeah, getting injured in ping pong, don't do that. I agree with it's that. A, Thank it's you. A for dangerous sport. <laughs> you got to wear your chest protector. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I show up for this ping pong just match wearing all my up. hockey gear. <laughs> Looking like Iron Man, just like <laughs> all suited up. Uh, Lucas, drafting Owen Power and then likely letting your captain go. Don't do that uh, in regards to the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, this is a, an interesting saga. What do you do? You think yeah. Eichel's back on opening night? I don't. I don't. No. If if I had to bet, and I I try not to gamble, um, I would bet against him being there. What do you think? I mean, it's really I, like the team doesn't have to get rid of him, but I yep. mean, and I mean, the thing is, like, if they do, like, they're they're already so bad. Like what? It, like there's yeah. just there's no there's no glimmer of hope. There's no light at the end of the tunnel there, um, and that's the issue, right? Uh, and if you yeah. do get, or you do, let's say you get rid of Ike, let's say you get four first round picks, 
okay that'll yep. be that'll be great in three years right <laughs> like literally it's like you're literally telling your fans like well we're, we're starting over the sorry about the last 14 years or however long it's been since sure. you made the playoffs uh we'll try again in about four uh yeah. see you then yeah right like it's uh just a disaster it's so man that's going to be one team to watch between the first overall pick between eichel and reinhardt between oh it's tire fire tire fire yeah would be an interesting team to be covering um but i'm glad yes. i am not a fan of buffalo <laughs> all right i'm gonna go into speaking of draft i'm gonna go into can i tell the quick two-year anniversary story is that cool please awesome and rome says at least the ping pong mark isn't on the middle of your forehead yeah thanks uh although it's quite shiny and a quite a big hmm. target so two years ago today june 21st 2019 i was sitting in rogers arena as part of the audience for the NHL entry draft, the one that we hosted. And then that was part of a crazy weekend, actually, because that I went to the draft that night. I volunteered all night at Sean, my eldest son's after grad, came home, showered, and then we went back to Rogers Arena for the second day. And that was the day we picked Niels Hoaglander, which was pretty good. That was the day that the JT Miller trade was announced, which is exciting. But we all remember that exactly, actually, two years and about two hours ago, Dan Smeal, goes up to the microphone thanks the canucks fans for being such amazing hosts right helping them be amazing hosts of the league and um parker do you remember how he pronounced our draft picks name yeah it was like vasiliev pod slovens or something it was it was yeah it wasn't great uh and we were joking around before we pressed record that you think they kind of practice the guy's name, right? Like I, I right. know they have to kind of make changes on the fly, but still. <laughs> right. Like you're, you know, let's say you had this guy in your draft board, which clearly you did. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe you didn't expect him to, to fall there, but I have the video pulled up um, just on okay. my screen. The Canucks have yeah. like 15 guys on stage. <laughs> like they, like I'm not exaggerating. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 guys are on stage okay. for the Vancouver <laughs> okay. Canucks. And they send Stan Smeal out there, who has likely, I guess, has never seen this name before. Yeah, uh, it's like they handed it on a like card. Like, it's like Jim just, like, scribbled it down as fast as he could. Um, like, maybe he, like, crossed a name out and, like, put a different one down. And, like, here you go. And it's like, he can barely read it. Um, but, like, th these guys must have been in meetings for months discussing yeah. these guys, right? Like you think they would know the, <laughs> think they know the. And the crazy name. thing is, I I also rewatched the video. His mess ups didn't start with actually his name. He actually said instead of Saint Petersburg, right, the the city in Russia, he actually said Saints Petersburg. Now, not, that's not the end of the world. It's not a unforgivable mistake. But you knew it was gonna be rough when he couldn't even say the proper. He couldn't say the word Saint. He said Saints. Right. So. It's like it's like when someone like kind of stumbles. Uh, and then, and then like, say someone's running and they like kind of trip over something and then they try to save themselves and they yeah. end up like kicking themselves <laughs> forward and they tumble. And that yes. was, it, he sort of did that with his words. That's um, a good analogy. So I will say this, I will say this Parker, when they announced Pud Colson's name, I was happy. Uh, a lot of people were, but a lot of people were upset because Cole Caulfield was still on the board. Matthew Boldy was still on the board. Those were the two, um, you know, new hook crabs. But but really, it was it was those United States development teams, uh, the development team guys, Boldy and Caulfield, that people were excited about. Maybe yeah. thinking the Canucks were going to get. So you can hear it. You can you can audibly hear the visceral reaction. It's a mix of cheering, booing, 
almost like awestruckness. It was a quite fascinating, actually. And yeah. I, I don't know about you. I'm excited to see this guy play. I think he's going to have the same kind of impact that Hoglander had. And we need a guy on a $900,000 contract having that impact. Yeah, I remember going into that. I remember that yeah. Bull, in every mock draft, it was Boldy getting projected to the Canucks. Like it was like basically yes. everyone was like, yeah, Boldy should be the guy around 10. Uh, then we get there, mm -hmm. and, and and Caulfield was still available. Krebs yeah. uh, still available. Uh, yeah, man, Caulfield's so good um, as we're seeing in Montreal. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I mean, like we've said, like the the Canucks had or Pod Pod Colson was ranked like number three the year before. Yeah. Um, it's all it's also funny. I'm on the I'm on the video from two years ago. The the clip. Uh, and I just scroll into the comments. Your your third top comment. <laughs> so so good for you getting oh. getting up on there. Uh, what was I doing on the Canucks YouTube channel? I should have been just paying attention to the draft. You're trying to get that promotion out there. I what did, what did I say, Parker? Did uh, I say something said, smart? You said, could be a steal. A Russian forward picked number 10. Russian forward, number 10. It's meant to be. So a little, little, work, but... little Pavel Bure reference, but you got, <laughs> thank a, you, thank you got, you. You got, you got 164 likes on it. So that's pretty good. Uh, people are just excited about it. Yeah. Yes. No, that's cool. Did you watch it? Were you watching from home? Were you watching? Yeah, you I was, you I was yeah. going to go to it. Um, yeah. but I, I think I was busy the day tickets went on sale and I just didn't, didn't grab them. Yeah. And, and I just was like, I was like, well, I mean, it can't be that exciting at the end of the day. Sure. Like, yeah, like yeah. It would, it's a fun experience, I'm sure. But it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's announcing yeah. names and, and like the, all the interviews are on TV anyways. Um, right. So that was, that was fine. I, I so was, Parker, I here's was a funny wrong. story. Funny story for you. Um, that year, the players that were drafted were born in 2000 or 2001. Okay. So that was the kind of like the prime, right? Early 2001. So I brought my son, Sean, who was born in 2001 in hindsight, we thought we should have dressed him up in a suit, right? And just and just be in the stands, right? Yeah. Just almost like eagerly. And then anytime anyone's name was chosen, just for him to stand up and just start hugging me and stuff. Yeah. And just we might get thrown out, but I think that'd be pretty You'd funny. Get a lot of cheers though. Like everyone would be like, Yeah, <laughs> like sweet. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Why Russian name, but why is this Asian kid standing up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we didn't know it was a, most people in there probably didn't know it was a Russian name when it got read out. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't tell at all. Uh, but yeah. No, oh, that's funny. Good times. All right. All right. Um, what do you want to go to? We got, let's do a three or four more minutes before we go to the people. What do you want to, sure. one more topic. Let's, uh, let's quickly touch on the playoffs, I guess, because that's all okay. we have left on our list. Uh, oh, one more Apple sure. podcast review that I wanted to read. Uh, all, right. all the way from down under in Australia, uh, G3FAR uh, says, uh, enjoying the shows, five star review. Uh, you both bounce off of each other really well. Also, nice to listen to two guys that don't scream into the mic constantly. Uh, shame you only have one show a week, though. You're getting a following down here in Australia and with the Canucks fans down under. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much, G3. Uh, we appreciate it. That's really like it's just so cool. Uh, the fact that we literally like had one guy on Twitter. Uh, respond to me saying because I think we mentioned we were number one in Taiwan at, at that point, and a guy's like, <laughs> "We've yeah. since dropped." But yes. And and a guy was like, "Do you have any listens in Australia?" And I was like, "It's like I sent a little screenshot. It's like less than one percent." He's like, "I'll fix it," and uh, that got us like up the Australia rankings a fair bit, and now we've got people wow. reviewing from Australia. So, so crazy. all we need is like one of those type of people in every country in the world now. Yeah, uh, wherever okay. you are, start telling your friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just get that yeah. get that promotion going for us. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to talk about, oh yeah, playoffs. 
Yeah, only two to only two series to talk about, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the one that just went down today, uh, Islanders Tampa <laughs> Bay. It's been a pretty close, even series. Um, yeah. and then Tampa Bay just turned on the Jets and uh, and decided not to let up and just tried to kill any morale the Islanders might have had in this game. Um, not very often you see a Barry Trotz led team allow eight goals in a night. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And you you look at the Tampa Bay roster. We don't have to go through it now, but you just know you can rattle off eight or nine forwards that that are that are amazing and we can't even fill a, a top six right it's, it's yeah. just it's 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 sad actually for yeah, us <laughs> a little bit yeah i mean both of these series are wild right like they're they're two yeah. series that uh if you i mean in round one if you had told me uh the i mean the islanders are good but i i didn't think that yeah. they'd be you know uh down like i didn't think they'd be tied 2-2 in the in the third yeah. round against tampa bay uh, right. I wouldn't have said that. And if you had told me the Montreal would be tied in a series with Vegas, yeah, I would have said you're crazy. There's no way. And I mean, Vegas is just getting goalied out of their mind, right? They're just having yeah. flashbacks to Thatcher Demko last year. No, for sure. Um, just on a whole nother level with Carey Price. Uh, and yeah. it's that's been such an, such a fun series because it's been so even, so tight the whole way through. Yeah. So before, yeah, let's spend a couple minutes on Vegas Montreal. But before that, really quickly, there's no way Tampa loses both of the next two, right? Like they're going to win at least one of the next two, if not we, the six. We say that, but I mean, everything that we say ends up going wrong. Um, I think, yeah, I, I don't think that there's any way that the Islanders win the next two games. Okay. Like so we it, both agree. It would yeah. be different if they if we were talking about a Carey Price in in their net. Right, yeah. like we're seeing in in Vegas, Montreal. Like I can see Montreal winning two of the next three games just because the guy they have a net, right? Who has shown right. that he's just right. he's just going to steal games. Um, I mean, the Islanders' best goaltender is Ryan Pollock, um, who made <laughs> that done. outrageous yeah. save two nights ago. Um, yes, but like you know, you're talking about Sorokin and Varlamov, two fine goalies. They're good goalies, yeah. but they're. I mean, we saw it tonight. Like they're Tampa Bay. Like if they get going. Uh, you're, you're gone. Uh, I mean, if, right. if Tampa Bay scores three goals, like the Islanders are done yeah. in a game. So we agree that Tampa will win. We're not calling it the East cause it's not, we'll win that one. Okay. Yeah. So best of three, obviously game five pivotal, the, our favorite word of the day, a Montreal Vegas, Vegas surprisingly starts Robin Leonard, but now he looks like a genius. If they get blown out, he looks like a fool, but no, that was a good move. So what's going to happen is I will go first. I, I am not. Maybe people won't like this, like hearing this. I'm not a big, it's got to be a Canadian team. It's We got to cheer for Montreal because they're from north of the border and this 27-year streak or whatever. But I don't like Vegas. Like I, I don't want them to succeed as quickly as they did. But if I was, I'm rooting for Montreal, but I think that Vegas is still going to, I think Vegas is going to win. I think that's fair. I think I'm sort of on the same yeah. boat is I think yeah. Vegas all around is the better team. Um, but I think Montreal has the ability to steal games, which they've shown. Um, yeah. I'm in the same boat though. I, I would mm. rather any of these other three teams win, uh, over Vegas. Um, and you know, like it's by a mile. Um, I think that Vegas has shown to be, uh, a little fast and loose with the rule book, uh, a little, little <laughs> dirty at times. Um, I, I think, man, just, I hate saying that officiating in any way is biased because i don't usually believe yeah. it right every yeah. time yeah. i see people complain about the refs it's like at the end of the day look they're trying to make this penalties the same amount on both teams 
but we have seen consistently in this series that it's it looks a little sketchy uh, a little suspicious yeah. uh one way uh in that regard look i don't like vegas um yeah. i think i like their organization i think yeah i i like that they have a lot of fun down there and it's a sweet environment and all that i just don't really like their players um yeah. i like mark stone a lot but that's about it uh, <laughs> yeah marcia so annoys me annoys yeah. you yeah Marshall, yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Man, his Instagram comments last year were great. Um, but uh, yes. yeah, at, at the end of the day, it's, you know, I, I would much rather Montreal win um, over ta- uh, over Vegas. And then, but yeah, once he, like, I don't care if Montreal wins over Tampa Bay or the Islanders. Like at that point, I'm not, I don't have a super rooting interest. I'd probably prefer it yeah. if Montreal did, but I'm not going to be yeah. upset if they don't. Um, but I would be a bit upset yeah. if Vegas won. Very good. So I guess a week from now, on our June 28th show that will be right at the start of the final. So we can save our predictions till then until we actually know who's playing in the final. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be very good to see. All right. Before we send you off to your hockey game, what's your team called again? Here for beer. Here for beer. Yes. Cause that's why we're there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, just be safe. All right. Yes. Let's get to uh, the, the comment section. We got a good, you know, we'll, we'll wrap this up in the next seven or seven to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. So could be anything we talked about here, Canucks related, Sedin's, Pod Colson, you know, filling holes, expansion draft, playoffs, whatever you want to talk about. Oh, wait, let, why don't you take this one? Uh, I'll ask it to you. Fangirl sure. says this. Thoughts on DiPietro and if he'll be ready to possibly play on the Canucks next season, if need be, i.e. if Holtby goes down. Yeah, so I listened to uh, I listened to Kevin Woodley on the radio probably a week ago, and he was mentioning mm-hmm. like Di Pietro is just going to be, he's, and I think Ian Clark said the same thing, but he's going to be an NHL player. Um, yeah. Like he just, he has this unreasonable drive uh, and he just competes at this, at this level that no one else does um, that, you know, barring his size, barring whatever, like he's going to be an NHL player somewhere. Um, mm. I think he could be a backup right now. Um Especially on this team right now, because again, I don't think expectations are super high. Uh, but if we are talking about a team that wants to sneak into the playoffs next year, you're going to need your backup goalie to win you games. Um, yes. I, I think yes. it'll be really good for DiPietro to get uh, a year in Abbotsford. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. he's literally an hour drive away. Uh, so if a goalie <laughs> goes down or something happens, uh, he's literally right there. Um so I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, people get injured. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Di Pietro in a Canucks uniform a little bit next year, maybe, you know, play mm-hmm. a couple of games. But I think, you know, if he's if he's starting 40 games in Abbotsford, 40, 50 games in Abbotsford, um, especially after not playing it all this year, uh, then we'll really know. Uh, but I, I it's it's impossible to doubt this kid, though. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I believe that Ian Clark has said, um, yeah, he wants two things. He wants his goalies to be the most competitive and the the hardest working, and he sees that in DiPietro. Two questions about your team. What arena are you playing at tonight? Uh, Planet Ice in Coquitlam. Nice. That's from Nuxan Antonio, who, who knows a lot about the Lower Mainland, lives in, <laughs> you know, um, in the interior now. And Lucas was asking if you need a logo done for your team because he does graphic design. Uh, we're good. We have okay. just we just have Colorado Avalanche jerseys basically that we use that are kind of off brand. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, we're good. Um, Shiraz. Oh yeah, yeah go for I, it. I'll just That's do this one. one. Is it easier read. to predetermine? 
Yeah, okay, go for it, go for it. Oh, sure. Uh, is it easier predetermined whether a player will make the NHL uh, or for goalies? Uh, so when you look at a goalie, who is it easier yeah. to predetermine? Uh, I think at the high end, maybe goalies. Um, yeah. You know, you look at all the guys who are like super high up, they usually make it. Uh, although it's kind of the same with players. I think it's, I think if you go by caliber, right? If you just say like, will they play in the NHL? Then yeah, like goal, like, you know, a goalie in the top 10 is going to play in the NHL at some point. So are the players. Uh, caliber yeah. wise though, usually players are a better, a better bet. There's always going to be yes. gems later on. Um, but I mean, if you, if you sort of just go on to like hockey DB and like look through the draft lists and like look at like one through 30. And then you look at the point totals in their NHL careers. They usually go down in about, you know, a, a descending yeah, order like, that whole way. Exactly. Right. Scouts yeah. are pretty good at that. Uh, goaltenders, though, um, it's so much more mental, right? It's so much yes. more like if a guy gets the yips, right? Like it's all over, <laughs> um, you know, like some goalies just they just aren't cut out for it. Um, so I think I think usually skaters are probably an easier to scout position. I'd agree with that. And the, but the thing is, goaltending obviously is so important. You don't have a good goalie. You can't keep the puck out of the net, and you need to do that to win. So that's why it's so tricky, man, when it comes to draft. Like, yes, Spencer Knight got drafted a couple uh, spots after Puck Colson, and we know that he's going to be an all-star, right? But even – what's the goalie uh, last year? Askarov or whatever? Yep. No, the jury's out on him. They think he's going to be good. So it's so tricky when it comes to goaltenders and – are you the team that's going to pull the pull the you know trigger on picking a goalie when you only let's say you only have five six seven picks and you take one on a goaltender and if he doesn't pan out that's a huge huge miss so when you get a demco or someone who's not picked in the first round that's you're exactly right that's a gem that's a bonus and that's sometimes where you find your best goaltenders but I agree if you're in top ten and like the Jesper Wallstead kid who's going to be really good yeah. you know that you anticipate, you anticipate him to do well but after that all bets are off. Yeah, I mean, this guy's looking like he could, like, we've heard that he could go as high as, like, five in the draft, this goalie, because yeah. uh, he's that good. Yeah. There's usually one every year, right? There's one every year that's like, yep, this guy's going to be a starter uh, at some yeah. point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's always a shot in the dark, though. Goalies are goalies are scary, right? They can they yeah. can flip on a dime from being really good to not very good, right? Uh, or the opposite, yes. right? Um, yeah. You know, Carey Price in the regular season, not very good. Uh, and then in the playoffs, though, he's a machine. Um, so it's, you know, it's it's all a shot in the dark. Sure, sure. I'll answer this one real quick uh, from Nicole, because it's a name we haven't seen. Nicole Bogdan, getting my first Canucks jersey, what player should I get? So uh, there's a couple of things, right? Yep. Uh, we, we, number one, we can't tell you who to get. It's, it's who you like. But I, I do think um, two things you got, you should consider, Nicole is number one, do you like the player? Firstly, don't don't make sure it's someone that you do like, and you're going to enjoy cheering for and having that player's number and name on your back. But just as important as that, you have to look kind of look at the how long they're going to be here because um, I know I've been caught, my David Booth jersey, I've been caught buying a player on a whim, a jersey of a player, and then not even think about his contract or what he's going to do, and then next summer he's gone. Whereas you know that, especially we might get an announcement in the next month. You know, Pedersen's going to be here for at least three and then another five years, another eight years. Hughes will be here for another five years. Demko, unless I get anyone can get traded, but Demko signed for five years. So I think, you know, get whoever you want, of course. But I think if you look at kind of the status of where they are contract wise, and just does it feel like they're going to be here for a long time? If you don't care, 
and you don't mind spending the 250 bucks and uh, and they're only here for a season that that's cool that's that's up to you but i think at least for me parker those are two things i would think about is do i like this guy obviously and do i think he's gonna be around for a bit does this jersey almost make sense from an investment standpoint yeah and that's a tough thing for me to do right because i really like like there's a reason that the superstars sell the most jerseys right one because they're the best players they're the most known and also there's not much risk of them leaving right Uh, at least very soon right if you bought it if you bought a naslin jersey you know 20 years ago Mm -hmm. you know 18 years ago or or if you bought a daniel or henrik sedin jersey 15 years ago like that was a good investment right but meanwhile i have a michael chapu jersey in my closet because i think it's hilarious so it's it's you know there's a balancing act there right yeah um right i have a conversation piece that's the only reason i bought it um but at the end of the day it's you have to find a player that you sort of connect with um and you know you might not have one uh and in that case you know i wait till there is someone who you like who you're just excited to watch every night and and sort of even transcends your your team fandom where you can just look at this one guy and be like i like the way he plays or or however (laughs) whatever your criteria is who's gonna be your next jersey what's gonna be next jersey purchase you think uh the only one i think hughes is the main one i'm missing um So I think that'll be probably a safe one, maybe a Demco as well. I'm not usually a big yeah. goalie jersey guy, um, but I think uh, again I'll wait. Hopefully they put out like a new style. That's usually when I I like to have like one every style and then do a name that sort uh, of reminds me of that style. Well, that's um, smart. So that's sort of my thoughts. So I I need a, I didn't get a reverse retro one this year, but yeah, me neither. Um, you know, if they maybe if they use it a little bit next year, which they probably won't, but. That's a good theory, though. I have eight jerseys that all look the same because they're all from the 2011, 2012, like yeah, Eric. I have like four of those ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got one flying skate, my Hughes one. No, that's good. I think I'd go Demko or maybe Podkos or Rath- uh, Rathbone or Harglander because you know they're going to be here for a while. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I always like the sort of it's fun when you see sort of like a unique, almost like a second liner uh, jersey yeah. out in the wild, right? Like whether it's like a Hoaglander or like we've seen some, you know, Berchi jerseys in the past and things like that. It's like, <laughs> It's players who will you'll eventually forget, but you'll see that jersey at the arena and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Like, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I think that's always sort of a, a fun way to do it. No, for sure. For sure. So you're going to win tonight? I hope so. Uh, yeah, we should wrap up, though. Uh, you look ready. You look. I just want to say I, you look ready, man. I'm fired up. It's going to be fun. Um so yeah, with that, thank you guys very much for hanging out. I know there was a lot more people who asked questions and everything in there, yeah. but uh, we're sort of crunched on time tonight. Uh, so save your questions for next week. Um, and I know Clay's doing a birthday stream tonight uh, at eleven thirty over on his channel, so you can you can watch him. Uh, you know, watch the calendar flip over for him. Uh, so go yeah. ask him your Riveting. questions there. Uh, so you, he has something yeah, to save talk. Save your questions for so me. He has something fine. to talk if, about for half an hour. Right, uh, and if I can't answer it, then I'll say bring him. Bring him next. Exactly. Bring him next Monday. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for hanging out tonight. If you haven't yet hit the like button, by the way, if you missed any part of the show, if you came in late, uh, I know that's usually what happens. Some people get the notifications late. Uh, go ahead. You can either rewind this uh, or just go over to your favorite podcast platform. I'm literally going to upload it before I leave. So you just have to log in wow. uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts, whatever. It'll be there by the morning. So uh, if you're on Spotify, it'll be there within like the hour. If you're on something else, it'll be there uh, by the morning. Uh, so you can listen back to that and uh, go do that because that boosts us up the the rankings in Canada and, and the States and everything. So that's fun. Uh, Clay, any parting words? Yeah, no, uh, thanks, Parker. This has been a nice uh, 
I've really enjoyed it the past two and a half months. And um, I know you're going to win tonight, just like the Tampa Bay Lightning did. Can't wait to see who's in the final. So we can talk about it next week. Can't wait to hear some Canucks news. And thank you for your friendship. And thank you for the, the warm birthday greetings. Um, yeah, you do well tonight in your game. And I'll do well on my stream that maybe 10 people will come to tonight we'll see i might happens. i might tune in if i'm still awake. okay <laughs> i tell you what if, if you if you if i know if you come that means i know you won don't don't come if you well you do whatever you want okay but if, <laughs> come in awesome. guns are blazing if you lose <laughs> <laughs> just be mad um, yeah, exactly all right thank you guys very much for hanging out uh, as always um this has been canucks after dark we're here every monday night uh usually at 10 p.m so hit that subscribe button if you haven't already hit like do all that good stuff and uh we'll see you next week have a good one.